0: You hear that thoroughly <laughs> mediocre Steven Tyler <laughs> imitation, you know it's worst gig ever. Hey guys, I'm Mike Pace. I'm Jeff Garlock. This week, we have multi talented, multi instrumentalist Aaron Fenning on the program. You may know him from the band Chairlift, from the band Rewards, from just being an all round cool dude who makes That's the what scene. I know him from. You do know him from just being, being a, a cool, cool dude. He is a cool dude. We get into a lot of Uh, weird stuff this guy's definition of the worst gig is unlike anyone else's we've had we've
1: got a we've got a whole new spin on the on an old favorite here
0: speaking of old favorites we were having a discussion before uh we started taping today about steven tyler and aerosmith the worst well i was saying (laughs) that i am a fan of the band's mid-70s columbia records catalog i'll go as far as 1982's rock in a hard place, really when the drugs were really taking their toll, Uh, and uh, Joe
1: Perry and Brad Woodford are out of the And I'm saying that one of your points to back up that argument is a point in my favor, that you could take the good songs on those records and maybe fill up half of one Greatest Hits album.
0: That is, that is fair. I think Aerosmith have enough songs. And there's songs. too much
1: music out there to want to even bother for me to uh, with those five or six songs.
0: So listen, where do you, the listener, stand on the Aerosmith? Classic Aerosmith. Aerosmith after 1982 is dead to me. But we're talking rocks, we're talking toys in the attic, we're talking... Coney Island Whitefish Boy from Night in the Ruts, which is a song about
1: condoms. And honking on Bobo. (laughs) And where do you stand more importantly on the fact that I think you can draw a direct lineage between Steven Tyler's terrible, weird, semi-funk scatting? Yes. To Anthony Kiedis' terrible vocals in the Red Hot Chili Peppers. There's
0: definitely a through line there. Let us know. Write us at
1: worstgigever at gmail.com.
0: You can tweet us. I'm at Mike Epace.
1: And I am at G. Garlock. You
0: can also check out other episodes of the show on iTunes, on Stitcher. We're on Facebook. We're all over the web. You can Worst find us.
1: Worstgigeverpodcast.tumblr.com. That's right. So here
0: we go. We got Aaron Fenning, fan in the flames. <laughs>
1: Of discontent?
0: Of, of I was going to say fame. But okay. discontent works anyway. Peace out.
1: I'll <laughs> leave it at that bike pace. <laughs>
2: Me, my, and two two shows come to mind. One was in Berlin, one was in LA. Mm hmm. Let's start with LA. Sure. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> LA can be a shit show sometimes. Yes. It sure can. <laughs> um, I played a show at the Echo. Yep. Okay. Yes. Uh, I a two, great show there like 2008. <laughs> oh, I've played many great shows there. Yeah. And but this one. This one was different. This one was I, the the physical show, the actual show on stage, was great. Mm. <laughs> you know, it sounded good. Sold out. Great, great crowd. Um, and then uh, I went out back to just hang out afterwards. Met a very lovely lady, and with 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 this really. Big hat, long flowing hair, looked, looked like an actress. <laughs>
0: Getting sort of Stevie Nicks vi- a white witch
2: vibe here. Yeah, a white witch vibe, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sensual. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was uh, kind of shrugging her off. Um, and then as I was going backstage, she slipped me her number. And it, uh, it's, can we say names on here? Of Up to you. You,
1: can see, you. can It's. It's. it's I bet totally you she ago. won't
2: get it. Or she won't hear it. So I oh,
1: know. She's a huge fan of this. The White Witch. She's a huge fan. Oh of this yeah. Show. No. W-W? Oh, that's a. Well, what
0: about. did her name rhyme with? Kresia. Okay. <laughs> I can't even. So, what her, that would be. So, so her, name, with, her name. Her name was with Her name was Misha. Or pizza, Misha. Or pizza. Oh. Oh no down. no. Oh, I was gonna make a joke actually. Okay. No, her name got was Kweisha. <laughs> Queen Laquisha.
2: <laughs> Great. So we got Cresha. We'll just we'll go with Misha B for now. Okay. Ah, I got you. <laughs> I'm
0: filling in a gap. Here. Misa Buleski, that's her name. <laughs> Apparently it's Misa now. You know. Yes. Misha Buleski. Right. <laughs> so, Misha I Shibali.
2: went I went uh, backstage upstairs at the Echo here in Los Angeles 2008 approximately midnight.
0: <laughs> so you you are giving us you are going to go dark here apparently and, and that means a lot of
2: details. I went, right. I went, so let's set the scene here. Um, walked up uh, to our tour manager.
0: Now we'll just take a step back. Is this what what are we talking about? Chairlift.
2: I'm, I'm yeah. At this point, I was playing with Chairlift. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: And you were playing guitar and Chairlift.
2: Yeah, among things. Yes. Got guitar it. Okay. Multi instrument. Multi instrument. <laughs> multi talented
0: multi instrumentalist.
1: Yeah. We get it.
2: Okay. So this was a Chairlift tour. Uh we were on tour with um Peter Bjorn and John maybe. Okay. I think. Hard it's hard to say. But uh <laughs>
0: <laughs> To be fair, Bjorn is a oh, hard word. No, no, I'm sorry. It
2: was Ariel Pink. We were on tour with okay. Ariel Pink. Um uh <laughs> so I walked up to our tour manager after sorry if I'm laughing. Um <laughs> After the show, and like showed him, was like, Hey, look, I just this girl just gave me her number. All right. And like her full name written out. Uh huh. And he was like, Dude, why, what? Why did you just walk away? And why are you showing me this? You should be be down with her right now. (laughs) I had no idea who she was. I did did not know that she was
0: a star (laughs) of the caliber.
2: Yeah. Right. That we're talking about. Yes. Yes.
0: Which is a solid. B-lister uh, yeah, it say. or like maybe B-lister. she was maybe she would to At give her credit time, maybe. maybe she was A-list for yeah, the listener we're talking about Misha Buleski, of course yes of course
2: yeah.
0: uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay so yeah so you're fucking this one up right off the bat totally yeah. I'm talking about the interview no
2: I'm yeah. kidding <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry. I know. laughs> so, uh, this might be my worst gig ever
1: <laughs> <laughs> there we go. you're welcome <laughs>
2: So wait, so the, so your manager's telling you what are you thinking? <laughs> well, he was like, you got to text her right now, immediately. Right. So I did, and uh, she invited me to go play pool, and then I said no. <laughs> <laughs> why? 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 Why would yeah. I do that? Do you know why? <laughs> But, uh, no, I don't know why. Did it just feel like
1: too much of a burden? Like, yeah. were you worried about the paparazzo? Were you, like, you driving that night to like the hotel? Or yeah, was there a logistic problem? <laughs> yeah, here? it was
2: definitely not a logistic problem. Right, at all. Um, and so that became one of my worst gigs ever because of how mentally, right, taxing and weighing. I did everything, like. Right at first, right, and then wrong.
1: So you have so the perfect story. You're you're up there. You're a rock star. You're playing music. A wonderful show. Hey dude, it was sold out. We right. fucking killed it. Yeah. Sold all this merch. I got hot actresses coming up to talk to me. Got, and the, then, got the number. Uh, and
0: you get her number. So I think we we definitely have a new best worst gig story yeah. ever. You played a great show and then an amazing A list actress well, gave you your number. They, I yeah.
1: mean, I remember. I remember actually. Uh, julia styles at one point getting in the mix of panthers mm-hmm. for the listener uh famed uh, actress julia styles yeah great description <laughs> but i remember yeah her doing and i think kind of doing the same thing with our singer and he was just kind of like i don't know Like, I don't know if I cared. Like, he was kind of, and I was just like, but just for the story. Yeah. At the very (laughs) least. So, well, well, were you, was
0: it a psychological thing where after that you realize the air of of your ways? (laughs) Do you you have
1: a dark night of the soul
2: for a while after that? Just like, what have I done? (laughs) No, I felt good that night, but then like the next day I felt terrible. Right.
0: (laughs) Okay, so just just set the scene for us because this, this can delve into some of the darkness we're talking about. In chairlift. You were in a relationship with with the the lady of the band.
2: Yeah, right. Okay, she, now, and, I, she and I started chairlift together.
0: Right. Now, at the time in two thousand eight, were you guys uh, still dating, or what? Like, you know,
2: what was going on? No, because okay. actresses, I would not be taking actresses. All right, because by the way Numbers. you acted, right.
0: it
1: seemed like you took the number and you ran <laughs> off. Right, that, yeah. you know. Then maybe it was because of that. Yeah, was that? I mean, that could have been. Maybe that was the issue. It's just it was just so awkward. There were just so many levels of awkward. You're just like mentally just checked out of it. But uh, like, s- but it.
0: speaking of a white witch scenario and like a Buckingham Knicks kind of thing. Yeah. N- you know, Jeff and I have. I'm well. I'm assuming that neither of us have played music with a loved one. No. In a scenario like that, and then. You break up and you're still, ba- you know, bind the by the opposite. This thing.
1: Where we were like not even girlfriends in the van, like it, oh, that was and, us, and too. not even thinking yeah. about like I would. I at the time I remember saying to myself, I could never do that because it would be a mentally challenging. Yeah. So but, like, what's know, the it,
0: mindset that you're that you're uh, that you're when that happens and you're like, well, we still have to do all this stuff together. Like, how are yeah. you dealing with that?
2: I feel like you know situations like that start off great. Yeah, You know, you start a band, you start this, like, you making music together, traveling around, having a good time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then, yeah, uh, we got, we got wrapped into, um, we, we signed to Columbia in like 2008, seven or something mm-hmm. like that. And then, um, pretty much broke up like the day after. Wow. You, the day after you signed, yeah. the—, the re- Now we should also say
0: that Chairlift and Oxford Collapse were label mates on the famed we canine, on canine record label based out. Yeah, we gotta we gotta Brooklyn.
2: we gotta address that.
0: We will. We'll, we, that, there's definitely some worse gig uh, material in there, but so you know, you not only is the band gaining momentum, but like there's this, you know, even still, 2008 to get a major label deal. Sure. Definitely, than different than getting a major label deal in 2013, mm-hmm. and then like this emotional breakdown of sorts. So what? You're so much pressure. I'm assuming there's just so much pressure there to keep it together. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you you doing? What are you doing? No, seriously. Like, what are you doing right now? (laughs) For the listener, Aaron sat on my console table (laughs) instead of the chair provided for him when he came into the studio today. Um, I don't know if you're going to put the beer on the chair. (laughs) What was going on there?
1: This is for you, beer. And listen.
0: Uh, you know, however however much you're comfortable talking to us about. Oh, um, but uh, just because it's it's it seems totally fascinating talking, yes. as yeah. like a... Nobody's going to hear this. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's, I, it's it's just fascinating to me as someone who, you know, I don't necessarily know if I would classify myself as a jealous guy, but I'm probably
1: a jealous guy. I would. You know? I mean, not you. I, you. I would classify you <laughs> as a... No, like, I, that's, that's one of the things. Like, I am. Like, I know that. I'm well aware of that. Yeah. Like, I could never... Think of yeah, like I, I and so yeah. I just I, I have I no have those issues.
0: I have no frame of reference for what you're what you're going through.
1: Right. Well, what you were going oh, through at right, the time. Yeah.
0: So that's why I'm just I'm well because also for me
1: like and it's even like uh you know my I've I've been with my wife now for eleven almost twelve years but like we've never she's always been in a different world like I've never been <laughs> like you know through music comedy like you know we live in these kind of different worlds and like. I even that, concept. you give I never yourself really space. Even, I never even really dated people who were sure in uh, the scene. Uh, yeah, or no, whatever same, scene I was same. in at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a whole nother mindset, yeah. and I wonder if part of that is connected, at least for me, to like
2: jealousy stuff. or yeah. whatever it is. Uh, it's yeah, we're just fascinated by so, this. Yeah. yeah, you're like I mean, in it's, a zoo. It's, it's it's a really interesting like concept to have um, an ex like uh right. ex bandmate ex. Person that you're with, right? Like, uh, how many? How far can it? That's double. Can there be triple X? Right. Well, because
1: it's that's the thing too. Like, being in a band's like being in a relationship, anyways. Mm -hmm. Like, no matter what band you're in, but then you're also adding on, and you're in a relationship. Yeah. (laughs) So you've like started off with like this multi-layered. Onion yeah. of a, of a
2: band because yeah. onion's got a lot of layers. It's is my
0: terrible. <laughs> or I was gonna say a multi layer burrito.
1: Yeah, I only have seven. Yeah. This is sponsored by Chipotle, yeah. by yeah. the way. Yeah,
2: uh, burritos are so pleasing, though. They are so oh, pleasing. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's the end. Really, I know. One. You know what? Honest, started off <laughs> as a yeah. Chipotle burrito. <laughs> it ended as an onion. It's too
0: uh, burrito. Is always to me is just too filling. I, I'm. It's too much food. Yeah, exactly.
1: So you're in a situation yeah. where you've got two burritos. <laughs> all right, you got a banned burrito. What a and a great r- way to turn
0: burrito. it back. <laughs> well, just just, just tell Brito. tell just kind of tell us what like, you know, we I, we just don't know what it was like.
2: Oh yeah. Um, well, uh, my second story for this mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. Um, Berlin. Berlin. This was later that year, <laughs> same year, two thousand eight. Good year. Feels good me, year for Bad Shows. Skid Bad uh, My birthday. It was my birthday. Uh, Halloween. Your birthday is Halloween? October 31st. Oh. Happy
1: birthday. All right. On Thanks. October.
2: Well, the show
0: will be coming out on your birthday. <laughs> yeah. That's
2: going to be our present <laughs> <gonna> to you. <laughs> yeah. And that wasn't also a good sh- That was also a good show. Like, physically. Okay. Everything was a good show. It was just like a backstage banter. Um. I think that we were just hanging out on a couch that, like, you guys are hanging out. Pretty mm-hmm. similar. For the Same.
0: listener, this is a uh um uh, Deep Elm. No, not Deep Elm. Deep, El- Deep Elm was the record label. What's the Elm? The store. It's a jade tree. It's a... J-
2: <laughs> okay, I got you. Anyway, yeah. that's Great, couch.
0: <laughs> great couch. <laughs> Oof, couch. Great couch. Great couch. Horrible
2: bit. <laughs> so you're bantering backstage. <laughs> bantering, just like we are now. Um, <laughs> With the couch. Yes, yeah, we get it. Okay. Everything, everything was going great. This is actually perfect. uh. So Mike here is sitting in front of a computer. Mm-hmm. I was sitting right... Exactly like this. Uh-huh. Trifecta um, of sorts. Yeah, trifecta. And um, uh, Person A started uh, YouTubing old uh, tour videos. Old chairlift videos. Old old chairlift oh. uh-huh. videos. And we did a... At one point, we did a Tears for Fears cover. And uh, I sang sort of like the lead part that you know there's like a little bit of falsetto stuff mm-hmm. in there and i wasn't i mean i thought i nailed it at the time but it was pretty much embarrassing <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> when i started hearing it yeah online on the youtube played back and so i reached over and like hit the mute button on the on the computer mm-hmm. which immediately resulted in a quick punch to the face <gasps> oh uh, from person a Beautiful name, by the way. I like that. <laughs> yes, it's French, right? <laughs> Breathtaking.
0: <laughs> okay, so this is, this is a, this a an intra band
2: fist fight. So it was like a backstage fist, fist fight. Wow. Yeah, and you know everyone saw it. It sucked. It it was like uh, we were on tour with uh, John Mouse, uh-huh. um, and he was playing in chairlift at that time. Um, so he was just sitting, like watching the whole thing, like what.
1: <laughs> how far into the tour were you at this point uh years oh years. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait were you just this is we will come back to this a second but were when you were in chairlift was it just kind of a situation where you just were kind of always on tour
2: yeah okay yeah, yeah. one of those deals yeah like 2005 to 2010 oh Huh, that's, didn't didn't really stop.
0: It's it's you, interesting. It's very uh, same trajectory as Oxford collapse. Yeah. In, oh, or o four to o nine in our case. But um yeah. uh,
1: So so how did you? How did that you was respond more to getting punched.
2: That was more like worst birthday ever than worst sure. gig ever.
1: That still so, sounds pretty <laughs> yeah. shitty.
2: How did you respond to that? Did that did the fight continue or did you? Just um. I walked down this. I went and got a, a pita hummus pita and watched <laughs> The Matrix at some. <laughs> bar <laughs> that'll do it <laughs> <laughs> and that solved everything it actually did it really oh, cheered. it really you cheered decided me to up. take
1: the blue pill and fucking go back and relax yeah perfect.
2: so so do do these Ke- keanu always cheers me up that is yes yeah dude
1: that
2: was that was pitch perfect i think yeah that was,
1: keanu is actually cheering. in the studio oh god thank you for yeah, coming dude. mr reeves
0: <laughs> <laughs> so how how does this stuff clearly there's tension there at this time i'm assuming that a lot of this contributes to you eventually leaving the band
2: uh yeah i'd say tension was the main thing Mm -hmm.
0: and i mean (laughs) are you privy to say how that how you left the band like what happened there
2: um i left i uh have you guys ever smashed a guitar on stage
0: not no,
2: crushed one. No, dropped it, dropped it by accident. Bro- no, broken a, broken a string. Yes,
1: that I have. I've been, I mean, I've been surrounded by other bandmates doing that, but that's like the one thing where I would be like, nah I'm going to hold on yeah. to this thing. I'll just go like punch a wall, like fuck up some other shit." Uh, so wait, you so you were destroying
0: it, and was this an act of rage? No, or no you it just was like act,
2: it was an act of joy.
0: Okay, but but this was intentional that you were destroying. The it was a euphoric guitar. moment.
2: It was Euphoric eforegma. I didn't plan it out. I didn't right. plan it out, mm-hmm. and I'll never, I'll never destroy a guitar again. Right, ever. You know, I, I had no idea that, that I was going to do that. Right. Uh, so but, you, had,
1: you clearly had a lot of stuff going on yeah, in your yeah. head that was willing, that <laughs> was ready to get yeah. out. But it was as um, opposed to my high school band when I had my my best friend had a separate guitar for breaking. He bought it for like a hundred bucks for uh, so, breaking. for breaking.
0: That was like the Kurt Cobain like yes. buying the shitty guitar. It was like this weird to, like, shitty, and then really you fix dark it afterwards. Wood,
1: heavy guitar that he's like it plays good enough.
0: Um, oh, you know what? I want to get back to the punching thing for a second because I think we could oh, open yeah. it up a little bit. And that yeah. that brings up an interesting thing that we actually have never talked about in the podcast. In your uh, playing music, has there ever been a physical altercation
1: that you've been involved with Jeff, where you're, where it may have almost come to blows? No, the uh, the closest, the close. I've had a couple screaming matches, uh, yeah. in in Panthers mostly. And there was one I was actually talking about last night. The closest to like a fight was when I uh, turned off Third Eye Blind <laughs> in the van, and it was one of those like eight hour drives, like a way too long drive. We had already driven like it was like in the middle of America. And I hit the, like, it went on the boombox or whatever we had Uh because Kip was, like, loving it. And immediately I just pressed stop. And he was like, what? That's the rules in the van. Now we can just stop whatever we want. (laughs) And I was just like, I'm going to fuck with him. And, like, I started, like, I was just in that mode. Uh, but other than that, screamed at, uh, our drummer outside of Las Vegas, right? In Las Vegas, outside of New York, New York casino. (laughs) We got into a big screaming match where the rest of the band just wandered away from us. Where all of a sudden I was like, uh oh, (laughs) they're all gone because we're about ready to fight. But no, I've also never been in a fist Fist, fight in
0: my life. I've actually never been in a fist fight either. But I will say, and first of all, to prep to say that the third eye blind record, I kind of have to side with Kip on that because those oh, first two, that. those first two third eye blind records are
1: great pop records. Yeah, I, I guess. Think.
2: What, which song did you turn off?
1: Well, if it, it was, it started with doot doot Oh, that, that semi-charmed that but, like, life, like, semi charm life. But like, it was also again, <laughs> like we were like four weeks into a five week. It tort, was not appropriate. No, it I, wasn't. I, I, I was. Like, we we're in the middle of the desert. I was. Everyone was miserable and hot, and he thought it was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> I thought it was the funniest well, thing in the world to be ready to throw it out in, the
0: window. In Oxford Collapse, the closest I came, we played a show in uh, Spain in Madrid, and uh, classic Aaron Fenning, great show, tons <laughs> of people there, <laughs> and the world. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, afterwards, <laughs> we were we were loading out, um, and we had our we kept a lot of our merch in like a hard seventy style. Suitcase, right. the ones you can get at Salvation Army, like the American Tourister, you know, just hard tortoiseshell looking uh, suitcases. And we were loading out, and there was like a dance party going on in the club afterwards, one of those kind of deals. And I was loading, I was, I pulled the American Tourister suitcase into the van, and I inadvertently hit Dan, our drummer, in the in the head. Oh, and he um uh, started like. You know, he was hurt and was like, you know, was complaining about it. He's like, fuck this. I'm gonna go and I I can't remember the specifics, but I said something to the effect of like, get over it. Right. And I mean there and he (laughs) came charging at me, pinned me up against the wall. This is outside, like in an alleyway in Madrid, and got in my face and was like, I'm fucking sick of this shit. Like this is you know, like this is gonna happen sooner or later, blah blah blah. Like, um, and, you know, I'm, I'm keeping my cool. Like, right. I'm likewise, like And, you know, eventually, like, you know, he just broke it off. And, right. uh, um There was tension for the rest of the night. And then the next morning, we actually made up in the uh, bathroom of McDonald's. Oh, in, romantic. Uh, in, uh, I think it was Barcelona, actually.
1: I don't know. I think I yeah. always just led Bar- towards... Barcelona. 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 I always Catalan. led to just snide comments and, like, you know, not-so-subtle sarcasm yeah. about people, which led to but, I mean, that's, comedy they're... stuff. But because that's what got me through, like... <laughs> Like uh instead of actually fighting. A
0: fact of the matter is is that you're in a you're in a van, you're with these people day in, day out. Yeah, no of, one, no one's meant to live like that, and really. Exactly. Right. And and it's, especially and it's to, a freakish To life. add yeah. a relationship <laughs> into the mix yeah. on top of everything. That's just you're you know, you're you're bound it's a pressure cooker just waiting to Yeah. Waiting to pop off.
1: I, I also had never had any interest in being in, like Brian Jonestown massacre or like, you know, like watching those band that types of bands who like are known for like fighting in between, and I'm just yeah. like, why were you be with them? Yeah, get the fuck out yeah, of there. Do that. <laughs> so yeah.
0: it's it sounds though like you're you're definitely like pretty easygoing in terms of like you know what would constitute a worse gig for you. Uh, maybe you have a higher threshold than the rest of us. <laughs> it seems like you. It's maybe possible, maybe if the show is not the best show you've ever played, eh, you know, you shrug it off. It's you know, there's gonna be there's gonna be another show another day kind of deal.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think um when you're saturated with shows for you know half a half a decade right basically mm-hmm. you it's a numbers you know, game it's yeah, it's kind of a numbers game, so the the bad ones sort of just disappear in, right. in your memory, yeah. You right, know? yeah, like they just go away because there's gonna be really great ones in there, right, and those sort of take over. You know which, what I, I you know I think it's I think mostly music should just be staying positive, right? PMA even get out, yeah, <laughs> get, out PMA. get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, it my. does. I think it is if
1: you if you don't have like well we've got ten more dates like to go and then things even like it, some sometimes those ten dates can feel longer than weeks. Yeah. But then if you are like ugh we had a bad show but we got another couple months or whatever it is of this yeah. then it's like well what can I do like. It's already, like you said, it's a crazy lifestyle. It's a fucked yeah. up lifestyle, and it's not, it's not meant to be lived.
2: Yeah, and I should, I should say too that, um, you know, I guess like maybe half, half of the, uh, my, oh, that's cute. <laughs>
0: oh, for the um, listener, I was just scratching my dog, scratching his it's dog. Adorable. My dog's anus. <laughs> 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 it was beautiful. That Continue that is your beautiful, thought. That is beautiful. <laughs> It's so distracted by the anus. Life is beautiful. Robert Benini <laughs> uh, makes makes an appearance <laughs> on the podcast.
2: It's really yeah. easy to be distracted by the anus. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't remember what you were saying. So I was about to say something really <laughs> profound. Right.
0: Well, okay. Well, let's let's go back. Uh, let's talk about the fact that we were both on this label, K9, which was a, uh, for for the listener, K9 was. Where were uh, they based on? They were based out of here. They okay. were based out of Brooklyn. This guy, Leo, uh, started the label in about 2003 or so. Mm-hmm. Oxford Collapse was actually the first band that he signed. He went on to sign. Right in that Brooklyn explosion. Yeah, I didn't know we, that really. we were, the first full length was oh. our first record. Then he, he signed Grizzly Bear and he signed Chairlift. And they. then, and then, exactly. And then he signed, uh, Surfer, I mean, he yeah. he has a good track record in terms yeah. of picking bands and pushing them onto bigger and better things. Yeah, perhaps with the exception of us. <laughs> but <laughs> and, and, you know, it was it was a learning process for us because he was just starting the label and we were kind of just starting to take things seriously. So there were definitely some growing pains in terms of leo telling us you know at the beginning he's like you guys gotta tour more and like you know we're we're
1: t- <laughs> good leo and- <laughs> i was gonna ask is that good is it dead on
0: <laughs> so <laughs> you know maybe speak to dealing with a a small label based a locally based label and then moving to columbia like what mm. were your what were your experiences before and after um i'd say
2: before and after what, what what's the question
1: you were on K nine before. <laughs> it's a it's a label. It's doing stuff, but clearly a, a smaller label, smaller, more local label. And then you make the jump to Columbia, like arguably the, the biggest label. Yeah, yes, going. probably yes. At this point, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wh- yeah. what's the difference? Like, I mean, like, was it a noticeable uh, change? Uh, a noticeable lifestyle change? Uh, dealing with labels versus you know. In the canine yeah, situation, you got someone who like lives down the street, effectively. Yeah, and
2: you're right, essentially yeah. doing a lot of the work yourself. I, yeah, and we lived down the street, from literally <laughs> from Leo. Canine from Leo, like, we would walk up pretty much every day, right? And and be like, "Hey, here's a new version of the album art. Right? What do you think?" And we'd sit in the backyard and have a beer, right? Um, and but yeah, going to uh, label meetings at Columbia is mm-hmm. completely different. You. Got to get, you know, the backstage pass. Right. Go up the elevator, wade through a whole, you know, swamp of, I would say swamp. Uh, Let's go with (laughs) (laughs) sea. Okay. (laughs) Seaweed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, of a whole mess. And then um, try and anything you want to try and get done in a major label organization is, I'd say, worth it. If you can get the idea across... Right. But if your idea isn't uh, very clearly stated... Right. Or said to someone... Right. um, It gets really, like, mumbled and confused... Right. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to make that actually... you know come to fruition and because right.
0: you're dealing with that hierarchy of of rather than dealing with just one person hey leo make this happen yeah right you have to yeah if you have the swamp of people you have to kind of mm-hmm. work you know work with work against push through and like yeah the, the
2: uh which i think works um if you can really make it happen like i i think the new daft punk record mm-hmm. really worked for them sure like marketing and stuff like yeah Great ideas like the formula Racing car right uh, they had Their faces on billboards for Coachella and yeah. it just made Sense yeah.
0: Given the fact that That is essentially a classic Rock record in the grand Tradition yeah it yeah. is that to Come out on a label like Columbia who yeah. could still make That a viable thing in 2013 It, it makes sense agreed but yeah. so And I mean part of you know What you can attribute tri- going To Columbia with was was Probably getting the song in The Apple
2: commercial Oh we did But, but um, Apple thing Happened Yeah before Columbia Yeah um, While we were still with K9 um,
0: So how does something like that Change The The outlook for the band right. Are you going from Before that You're playing shows And maybe they're not All sold out Or maybe it's scattershot And right. then What's what, what do you see As the The reaction to The placement In a You know An iPod ad
2: yeah, that was that was. I mean, uh, I mean, no one. We whatever the album barely came out, and then we got an email from someone at Apple saying, "Hey, can we maybe use this?" Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and so we signed some sort of paper. <laughs> <And> then, like, <laughs> we deal. hope it was a contract. Robert Johnson
0: esque like, yeah.
1: crossroads. It just
2: disappeared yeah. as soon as your signature yeah, was on. The, Funny thing. Okay, funny thing about that. What uh-huh. uh, this whole Apple link is, I was in. Uh, I was actually back in Colorado when that ad came out, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and I was in the Apple store with my computer trying to get it fixed, <laughs> and it came on, in, like talk about irony beh- behind the g- yeah. yeah. And you asked if you could get bumped up in the Genius Bar list,
1: but could you maybe get me to three <laughs> or four instead of seven?
2: I didn't say anything. As. <laughs> You really I blew it. I, it no, what I'm I, telling you. <laughs> maybe I blew it. I didn't say anything. I just I paid for everything, and was just kind of like, huh. Well, there it is up there.
0: But then afterward, like, what's what happens after? I just, just, like, what's the? Because um, I'm, I'm thinking. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like something like a place like Columbia comes calling, or like how does how does the touring change after that kind of widespread
2: push? Um how does touring change like uh
0: Did it become easier? Like were there
2: more people at the show? Did you f- see
1: fans from the commercial in a weird yeah. right, way? Like it,
0: Oh right. Yeah. Was it a noticeable difference? Um
2: It was a gradual difference, I'd say. Okay. It didn't it wasn't actually like a bolt of Right. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, it wasn't the next week. It wasn't an s- yeah, overnight. Yeah. It was selling like, out. Budokan. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 That came later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um. Yeah. No. It was. It was. It was like a a very uh, gradual rise. Right. Yeah. Nothing like extreme. Right. At all.
0: But did did it get to the point, And this is this is also something that I'm I'm curious about. Because you're, you're now you're on Columbia, you have much more more people know about you than before. You know mm-hmm. you're, you're you're riding on on this wave of things happening. Is the decision to leave the band? How much of it? You know, given the fact that there's a relationship right in the middle of there, that's probably a, a huge determining factor. How much of that decision is like, wow, things could really happen with chairlift? if I stay with it, or is it just, this is an untenable situation. I have to get out of here because this isn't, I mean, I'm assuming that there was a, there was an opportunity to like, I could be doing this for X number of years and this is what I do.
1: Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then to strike out on your own and like chance it again, yeah. it's gotta be well, a weighty I'm, decision.
2: I, mean, I, I don't really look at it as um, like me striking out on my own. Mm-hmm. I felt like doing chairlift was striking out on my own. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like that whole period was me deciding to leave uh, like leave college and move to New York and do it. I felt like I was striking out on my own that. Yeah. You know, and, and I had this really good team of people with me and, uh, I still feel like I'm doing that. What I'm doing now keep people keep calling, uh, my project a solo project, Uh but it's definitely not. Which is rewards <laughs> Which for is the listener. Re- oh yeah, my project's called yeah. rewards. Um it's 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 a lot of people like contributing to right. what I'm doing. So um I just I think that gets mixed up. Right. You know? Um Yeah, I don't think I'm a solo artist at all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you've you've got a project you've got a band behind you. You've got people yeah. with you, people involved. Yeah,
2: in yeah, and yeah, you know um also visual artists you know right graphic art like f- mm. um haven't even gotten into this but i'm into like the food scene around here oh, well, a <laughs> foodie oh, <really? laughs> a classic foodie over here <laughs> yeah i didn't want to go that direction but <laughs> uh well we just started down <laughs> that direction so
0: well i guess the point that the point that i'm trying to make is not that like oh i'm i'm starting over or whatever it's just you're leaving it was a hard decision to make
2: yeah because no
1: matter what like it there there it's not that it's not that there's a setback but there is like you know it's like you've got this established thing and then you i i i I think there's that worry there's the worry that will people continue you know or Mm -hmm. will they have just been like no no it's chairlift that i'm focusing on you know Because uh, I think for me, like, that's what I had, like, almost every bit, like, definitely like, you know, Panthers uh, out of Orchid. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a little bit of just like, oh, yeah, it'll carry over, like, Orchid fans will just, and then when it's like, oh, wait a second, they're not going to necessarily be on board, because it's a different thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've definitely, like, that was part of Panthers, I think, even, there was a hesitation there, like, of, like, should we end this? Because what would the next thing be? Like, mm-hmm. will people kind of continue on? Like, like, paying attention, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, yeah, I think is, is that where I think that's what you're kind of you know, getting Yeah at. Like, I mean, is there that was there that worry? like
0: And also just and correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like this idea that, well, going from something that may be potentially financially comfortable, right. and something that this is essentially going to be my job, I mean, not using that as like a derogatory term, right. but like right. I could be occupied. By this
1: for a while and we yeah. have this we have this powerhouse label behind us well and that's the we, thing too you've got people now behind, instead yeah. of just the you know like oh, i'm gonna walk i'm gonna not do the band that's like you know the records on my kind of like a local label like all of a sudden you do have like you know my dad says all the time where he's just like you know they're grateful dead he's like they're like they've got like a business behind them yeah. Like and they do like you yeah. know there's a reason they the Grateful Dead LLC yeah <laughs> but they do like I mean like they, I think the Grateful Dead has business. like 200 to 300 employees yeah. I think Metallica is probably the same and obviously it's not the same level but like you do get that like oh there's these people like involved in it now like uh, and it, it, that could maybe make it harder or yeah. maybe
2: not yeah well it's tough I think you know it's it's kind of just comes down to uh, making uh, decisions that. You see yourself uh, being happy down the line. Like, okay, if we had two different boats leaving from the same pier, let's mm-hmm. just say Head oh Bay. Okay. <laughs> I like it. It. Let's <laughs> go with it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, let's play this one out. Uh, <laughs> right.
2: Pier 17. Yeah. All right. And Pier 16. Okay. I, I got it. Uh, we got Wait, two different yeah, boats. You know, let's say they hold about like 20 people each. <laughs> Fishing boats, mostly. Okay. Um. <laughs> like it. Um, if, if you had a captain that, um, let's say you just had like a giraffe for a captain Uh-huh. and you had Susan Sarandon for a captain. I, I
0: like where this is going. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <meet> you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Which boat are you gonna get on? I'm gonna get on Susan Sarandon's boat. Like, this
0: is the plot of uh, the plot of White Palace, right? Yeah. Remember you know, yeah, that yeah. movie with Tim Robbins and oh, Susan that, I love that Alright, anyway, yeah, okay. I <laughs> agree with you. Because yeah. you know there's gonna be ping pong on Susan Sarandon's boat. <laughs> yeah, that's so you gotta exactly. go there. And the giraffe boat's just gonna have giraffe shit all over yeah. the right. place. Yeah.
2: Like it's, no one no one knows what's gonna happen when you're out there lost at sea. Right. But you know, you got Susan Sarandon as a captain, you got ping pong. Right. That's fun. So Susan
1: Sarandon is in the ward. That's a, rewards, that's a better. De-
2: that's a better decision than going with the giraffe as a captain. okay.
1: Now, okay, now here's the question. What so if, it's following uh, your so instinct is what we're getting out that's of this, basically. But what we're and Susan Sarandon. Well, no,
0: I was gonna say, what's the the real question is, what if you have Susan Sarandon in one boat and Susan Sarandon's daughter in the other? Oh, boat? oh what's doctor. going on there?
1: Is the uh, yeah? Uh, oh, that's my boy. I mean, that <laughs> really was like <laughs> that. Might have been the <laughs> smartest move that is that exists in That's My Boy. <laughs> Uh, out of a cavalcade of crap And I, I know you love that movie yeah. but. Well love might
0: Love might be a strong word I know you
1: love the Sandman Hold
0: a special place in my What are your thoughts on Adam Sandman while we're, while we're just throwing it all on the table My thoughts on Adam Sandman yeah.
1: um, We haven't had a classic Sandman discussion <laughs> In like 15-20 t- yeah. episodes time. It's
0: time
2: Do you have personal connections with him?
0: Yes, he's going to be on the podcast next week. Oh, so watch what he says. do fuck this up. But uh, <laughs> Mike um, loves him. Though it's, I get, I, I get the, the point. I get, I get the feeling that you're not a huge fan.
2: I like him. I think he should. He could be a little bit more like a choosy. <laughs> <In
0: the room. laughs> That's that would be the nice way of saying not be the laziest movie star we have currently.
1: <laughs> oh, his dress and movie choices?
2: Who's the most, the less laziest movie star? I'd say James Franco. Mm.
0: Fr- I mean, Franco to his credit
2: I does do a lot of work. Came from
1: this is the end, but which Aaron you give
2: a you give a, a thumbs up for yeah, the list? I'll go see it again with you guys.
1: All right, oh, really? well I might be seeing it tomorrow. So, <laughs> so we... I don't know. With Franco, I might be leaning towards. Pick a few less things and finish them right.
0: (laughs) Although I do love the idea of maybe his mindset is like, look, I don't know how much longer I got doing this. Let me just do whatever as much as I can.
1: Right, right, right. No, I, I do. I wonder if there is it because like, there's this. Now I'm just. There was this this guy who was like friends with my wife's grandparents, and like he was just this guy who was just like a wealthy man mm-hmm. who just did kind of the James Franco, but not being a celebrity where like <laughs> he went to law school and then didn't bother finishing just cause he's like, I just wanted to go to law school. <laughs> yeah. Like, because I can't, well- if I had the money, I would go to that union training ground on the New Jersey Turnpike, where you can learn how to use cranes and all that kind of shit. That sounds like fun. Uh, I would love to do that. Uh, toys for big boys. You
0: know what I'm <laughs> well, it sounds like you've done some like applying that ethos. Wrong word. To <laughs> to yourself when you you were, you did the song with. Um, um, maybe from arrested development oh yeah right you were in that lonely island uh video in a in a featured extra role you might mm-hmm. say yeah. so you're also i mean is, is, are you just the, out. are you of the mindset of just like let me just uh just do this might just be fun
2: yeah i think i'm going to be in a, a feature film next year <laughs> really Ooh. can you can, Breaking. can you
0: spill any That's uh, beans all i
2: can say literally all i can say okay so uh,
0: <laughs> extra extra <look. laughs> let's get billy bush in here for the uh, <laughs> Who wore it best? Yeah. Um, so, so you just. Uh, but
2: yeah, no, I've, i you know, um, you and I, we all love movies. Yeah. And TV shows. So why wouldn't you <laughs> do it? That yeah. is
1: true. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it does. Say, uh, yeah. Are you just in the mindset of just uh, kind of yes. Well, ask us, don't. how,
0: how does, how does something with, um how, what's her name, how's her name pronounced? Ali- oh, Elia.
1: Elia. Yeah.
0: How does something like that come <laughs> about? We're close. Like, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know her as a singer, so where does the idea of like let's uh, record a song uh, together come we, from?
2: We met playing a game of running charades. Have you ever played running charades? If not
0: for the no. listener. Why don't you explain? Yeah, okay. What running charades
2: and for
1: the hosts of the <laughs> podcast <explain>. is <laughs>
2: <laughs> running charades is a game that is generally played in a large space, um, and you're divided up into teams of about five. Uh huh. So you know about twenty people total, and um, d- um, everyone essentially. There's one person that comes up with the charade theme for the
0: listener. Aaron is act is actually doing charades <laughs> as he tells this story. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we'll figure I out the rules I, of the game. This, this is a movie with two that. syllables. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so yeah, yeah. yeah d-
2: continue. And um, essentially, and so, and then there's a time limit. You you start the game. Everyone. Uh, kind of uh rushes to get all the words correct to mm-hmm. the person that's running the whole the whole operation. Uh-huh. The whole uh, shebang. Yeah. I don't think I'm really clarifying anything here. But <laughs> nope. it's no essential but it's a it's a game of speed. Okay. And mental So it's a quicker clarity. it's a quicker charades. It's a very it's not legitimately you're running it's while every, you're doing it's charades. It's like different teams playing charades against each other at the same time. Right. Got it. Yeah. It's a more intense charade. It's a very intense charades. So, so you guys we met, met, yeah, while playing charades at um, Macaulay Culkin's house, and uh, <laughs> who's that? <can> yeah. I, <laughs> name dropper. <laughs> yeah.
1: can, can you for guys, the
0: listener? <laughs> can you, you
1: might
0: guys, remember him for that movie, The Good Son. <laughs>
2: yes, that's what I remember him from. <laughs> okay. Sorry, that's that's just the way. You know, it's funny
0: because yeah, I'm just
1: cause, giving you the facts. <laughs> we
0: man. did it, we did a podcast earlier today, and someone else was hanging out at Macaulay Culkin's
1: house. Yeah, this, this is a I'm ride, kind of bored of Macaulay Culkin house stories. Uh. <laughs> can you get them on our show? <laughs> um. <laughs> Not to be
0: one of those okay,
2: guys. Okay, so can we be one of those guys?
0: Uh, so that's I mean that that's
2: is. fun, mm-hmm. and it's so, just it's just yeah. kind of let's just do. Well, it. we we met you know obviously just being, at very house. awesome. Like charades players. Wait, yeah. Together. Did you win? We were on the same team. I think we won. Yeah, that's good. to hear. Um, but yeah, and then just so yeah, mutual friends, and then she just came over one day and we did that song.
0: Now I'm just curious, like who else? Was, like who else could have been on this team? Condoleezza Rice. Like who was? Were <laughs> there any other notable? That's on who on I would guess.
1: Condoleezza <laughs> that's Rice <right>. was there. <laughs> I don't
0: even think I pronounced her name right. Condoleezza Rice. Well, I wanted to say someone who was, you know, I know it works. Should, should just throw it out of left field. Yeah, Susan Sarandon. Its Any daughter. other, you
2: know? Oh, who else would be on? My
0: anybody phone? else on the team notable at McCullough Culkin's house that oh, night? Oh. Since we're, uh,
2: um, well, Sean was there, I think. I think for the Car- listener that Car- would be Car- Harmon's superstar. superstar was there. Was, there we uh, go. Sounds um, like he'd uh,
0: something he'd be uh, game for. No pun intended.
2: The usual players, Adam the, Green. The
0: usual suspects were there. Actually, it was Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> Guys are certainly so killed. But you also you've, you you've collaborated with a bunch of people. It seems like you're into the idea of just making that kind of stuff work.
2: Yeah, that's, yeah. That, I guess maybe that's my point is mm-hmm. uh, people tend to look at me as a solo person now that I'm not in chairlift. Right. And I, you know, it's, that's just not the way I look at it. I, I try and do as much with as many different, right. you know, I, you know, uh, artists, you know, singers, artists, producers, DJs, mm-hmm. remixers, Chefs,
1: you do like, it all. You're not sitting in your house alone with an acoustic guitar saying,
2: Please don't talk to
1: me, but here are my songs. a Renaissance man, you are a Renaissance <laughs> man. A modern, <laughs> we finally met a modern Renaissance. You're not <laughs> sitting alone in your apartment doing a podcast. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> High five.
0: There we go. Yes. <laughs> so, okay, so you mentioned you're, you're, you enjoy food. Here's a question mm-hmm. for you pertaining to, to the theme of worst gig ever. Yeah. if you had a meal recently that you were really excited for, but it proved to be very disappointing. Thus, perhaps a worst
2: meal ever. Oh, worst meal ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, worst meal ever would be like, you're probably dead at the end of it. <laughs> well, I mean, so. that
1: could be the <laughs> logical extreme, but... Yeah. Are you talking like death row meal? <laughs> no. You just or sucked all the fun dead, out of this segment. But then they're right? like, hey, by the way, you're dead, but we're going to give you one more like, meal. And you're like, I guess like, this is
2: how life works. in the meal. <laughs>
1: right. Oh, okay. The poison meal. <laughs> yeah, poison meal. Because
0: I actually didn't know this about you—that you were a big food guy.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, was there one recently that was you were like, "This a- is going to be good," and then it was a disappointment yeah. to you? Recently? Yeah.
0: Or or any time from your his- from your childhood? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just throw something out at
2: us. But <laughs> well, are you guys into food? Uh, oh.
1: I would say n- I no. I would say well, like I mean I'm also a vegetarian, so it's like I limit myself. Yeah. I on the oh, So it's just yeah. it's just that like you know I hear but it's like oh great cool talk about this restaurant or this restaurant there's usually maybe one option so I won't go.
0: I uh, on the other hand love food. I would I, I don't go out of my way to call myself a foodie. Right. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, neither I, neither I. Right. I uh, but I for instance uh, this weekend went to a fantastic Hunan place in Flushing. Say that again. Hunan place in Flushing. What was that
1: place? Oh, the Hunan
0: oh. place. Anyway, um, I, I enjoy, uh, you know, a good, you know, especially on tour, we, we I would love hitting up the regional, local delicacies. That was always yeah. a, a high point for us yeah. to just go. Oh, what is, what is Indianapolis known for? Oh, they're, they're fried pork sandwiches. Let's do it.
1: I love that that's what I'm I do, I'm the same way. I love food. But also like because of vegetarian it's just, you know. I mm-hmm. just get more limited of just, you know. It's, I'm not it's gonna a- get so psyched about a lot of restaurants.
2: Well, it's almost more exciting to be a vegetarian, actually. Because you can really get deep and explore Right. I, f- I feel like the restaurants when you're in like uh, Cleveland or wherever, Phoenix Right. Great pizza the, in Phoenix. The, by the, the way. places that tend to just be vegetarian are way more intense about it. And they'll go out of their way to find the ingredients that are...
1: That I agree with. The problem can be, uh, especially when you're on tour with like nothing but meat eaters, mm-hmm. they're not going to go out of the way. To go to that restaurant. And when you oh, got right. like five people to divvy up the van. And you're trying to convince them to like drive out of the way to go to this place. Yeah, that's. So then you get those situations like where we went to the, uh, the Anchor Bar in Buffalo, Buffalo. The home of Buffalo Wings. <laughs> and what they had for me was, we got this great pasta primavera. And I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to wait and, and not eat anything. I just sat there and drank water because I was like, it's not worth the
0: it. The real problem is you guys should have gone to Duff's, which is the... There's in, in Buffalo, so there's the Duff's, Duff's. There's Duff's, there's Duff's, the computer, Yeah. Like in. Or the competitor. Yeah. The competitor. <laughs> They're competing. They're the, the computer, computer yes. In this. Um, the human I'm computer. Champing at the bit. Too. So, <laughs> no, there's Duff's and the Anchor Bar. And uh-huh. I've been to both in Buffalo. Duff's blows it out of. By, speaking of and Duff's. The
1: vegetarian meal at Duff's the, is great, yeah, I, I bet.
0: Speaking of Duff's, when was the last time someone told you you looked like Duff McKagan? Yeah, when? because because oh. there's a there's strong resemblance as of right now for the yeah. listener. Aaron has very long blonde hair and some mm-hmm. stubble, much like uh, Guns N' Roses bass player Duff McKagan,
1: a young Farts era Duff <laughs> McKagan. <laughs> yes, exactly. young, yeah. I think it was uh, two days ago. I got that. Oh, so you do? Okay, really? so, so you do and he's it. kind of a modern renaissance man, like <laughs> yeah. you too. He decided to go to business school and like do other things.
0: So, so look, Aaron. You know, if we've learned anything, it's like you've never had a bad gig in your life. <laughs>
1: First and foremost. <laughs> but don't go backstage with you because no. it might be terrible.
0: That, that, you know, you're fending off uh, actresses giving you numbers. You're recording songs with other actresses. <laughs> you're getting punched in the face occasionally. Um, I mean,
2: there's a couple lessons to be learned.
0: There's like a <laughs> complexity <laughs> here to everything that's going on. Um, to bring everything full circle, a question that we ask all of our guests oh. What do you and please don't turn this question back around on us what do you <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the word gig overrated all right overrated uh, do you, do you ever use it in in a non-ironic sense
2: I never use it I would assume yeah. you are I never use it i i've I've, um, I've definitely t- uh, typed it out in an email before and then sure. deleted it <laughs> because it just doesn't feel right.
1: Thought second of uh, second.
0: Will you are you a showman? I know you're a showman, but are you sure you are your showman like we you're going to a show. Come to my show tonight. Not come to my gig.
2: I never say gig. Okay. Um It's a good way to deflect the question. Do you guys say gig? Oh, <laughs> no. It's a,
1: little, a good way to deflect the question. Motherfucker deflects the question.
0: <laughs> Listen, Aaron, look.
2: Come to my gig.
0: <laughs> I have many a guise Who is that? I like, I like this guy. Yeah.
2: Where's this guy been all my life?
0: Uh, you've got a lot going on. It's obvious. Um, you, between the collaborations, the food stuff, the fact that you are going to be in a feature film coming up potentially with Macaulay Culkin. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know.
2: That'd be great if he was in it. Yeah.
0: There's a lot Can of stuff. Get him apart, please? There's, there's a lot of stuff going on. The, the last thing that we want to tell you from us Get home, Get home safe.
2: safe. <laughs> Worst gig ever. Worst gig ever.